0: Welcome to IPE 10 by 10. Today we have a returning guest. You may remember her from our Copac episode, but I'm going to go ahead and reintroduce Dr. April D. Newton. Dr. Newton is the Director of Interprofessional Practice Development at the IUIPE Center. She was on our COPEC episode a little while back, and today we're going to discuss some of her other roles in the interprofessional universe. We're going to kick things off by asking her how we teach students the difference between working as an interprofessional team and just standing together in a room.
1: We do a lot of that through our teach program, and that's a our interprofessional education curriculum that we incorporate into our students' first and second years of their pre-licensure education. The other way that we actually do some hands-on work with that and getting our our learners to really learn and be excited about that team-based care without overburdening our patients, we have two ways currently. One, we call it Project ECHO. And Project is a way that learners come together and a very low risk, what we would call low fidelity type of education where they're learning from an expert team of providers that are interprofessional and they're, it's all case based. So they're not really, they're not even seeing a patient. They're listening to a case scenario and being able to problem solve within that case scenario. The other way that we do it, which has been one of the byproducts of this pandemic is through telehealth. And being able to have learners and preceptors via Zoom Health while there are only a couple of providers that are actually in the clinic with the patient. And it doesn't seem like it's so overwhelming for the patient to have have a computer with other providers and learners on it versus having a lot of people standing in the room.
0: Is Project ECHO more of a national network or is it a specific project that we're promoting?
1: Excellent question. Project ECHO actually was born out of New Mexico. One of the physicians there was in a rural area working with patients with hepatitis and having limited resources and more or less resources and being able to implement that. And so he had this idea of how can we train physicians and other healthcare providers in rural areas to have the resources and actually have knowledge of larger cities to be able to treat patients in those communities. And so it has expanded into not only a national effort, but an international effort where there are multiple centers, uh, educational centers from hospital systems that actually have developed this type of programming to really teach people that can sign into a Zoom link from all over the nation, all over the world, and learn about a lot of different types of patient care needs. And through this pandemic, I have enjoyed a variety of, of echoes from other states to be able to learn how they're actually infusing the interprofessional component into some of the work they're doing. And it, it has the same premise and the same foundation, but it's driven in a lot of different ways and exciting to, to learn a lot of new things from a lot of different healthcare providers.
0: All right. Coming back to the pandemic a little bit, you mentioned that we are taking students and then training them through telehealth. Are you finding it to be as effective as in-person or are you finding new hurdles there?
1: There's a little bit of both. And one thing I've thought about the pandemic as unfortunate that it has been, it has brought us many opportunities and it has also brought us a lot of challenges. And one of those opportunities has been The advent, and really it is an advent of telehealth for so many people and for our healthcare system. What was taking us decades to produce, we did it in a month or a couple of weeks because we didn't have a choice. And it really has been beneficial to our patients, especially patients who have been very sick or have become ill due to either the COVID-19 or they just don't want to be out in public and have the opportunity of becoming infected, where we can Zoom into their home and into their private setting, where we can talk with them about their current situation and really glean a lot of information. And for myself as a physical therapist, actually do physical therapy via Zoom. And it has been a very beneficial platform for, I think, our healthcare system to use. I personally do not think it's going to go away. We have finally overcome that hurdle that we've been trying to pass for so many years, and now it's here to stay.
0: What's the students' reaction like to all this?
1: I think they're really enjoying it, and we're just now starting our our COPAC, our Comprehensive Pain Assessment Clinic, which is where we're currently utilizing it, and we 've had some test runs with it, and we've we 're starting to see patients within the center and so it 's nice for them for a couple of reasons, because of all the restrictions that we have for faculty and students. It allows them to be in their home environment but still learning and It, it gives us the opportunity to have more people on the line and being able to be a part of the team with Some people in the clinic and then some people via the Zoom.
0: I want to go ahead and shift gears a little bit. Could you tell me how you got into interprofessional practice education and the evolution of it
1: throughout your career? Sure. And I I think this surprises a lot of people when I mention this. I learned most about what we used to call interdisciplinary care. And now we're using more of the terminology of interprofessional care or interprofessionalism in a small country in the Caribbean, and that small country is St. Lucia. I actually was there for a year practicing. It was a sister hospital to one of the hospitals where I was a physical therapist. And being there for a year, I realized, my goodness, All of the providers are working to provide the best quality care for the patient that's in front of them, regardless of hierarchy, regardless of time, regardless of resources. And it really hit upon me that this is the way that we should treat all of our patients. So that planted a seed and also being a physical therapist and coming from the rehabilitation sector, I feel like I've been involved in a lot of team-based care in most of my profession because we tend to have therapies working with all of our patients and physicians and nurses, et cetera. So it, it really was just a natural way for me to become more involved in this new field of interprofessionalism. I really just gravitated toward working more in a team-based environment, and I really like the intersection of educating our in clinical practice, as well as educating them in a team concept.
0: Can you go ahead and tell me what you see the future of interprofessional, whether you want to call it education, collaboration, practice, what do you see going forward?
1: Oh, that's the, that's the million-dollar question. It really <laughs> is, because you asked me that five years ago, and I thought that we would be in a very different place that we are now. And when I actually started looking at my graduate degree in interprofessional healthcare studies, uh, yes, I thought I was going to change the world in bridging the gap of interprofessional education and practice, and we still aren't there. And I feel like this is a work in progress, and we're going to have to get new generations of providers and Um, just a new thought process and a new training process of our health profession students to really be able to synthesize all of this information in we are a healthcare team, we are a healthcare system. And that means that everybody is playing a huge role and a huge part in quality patient care.
0: That is it for Dr. Newton. Thank you, April, for coming on. I appreciate you doing double duty being on two different episodes. As always, IPE 10 by 10 is a presentation of the Indiana University Interprofessional Practice and Education Center. If you would like to learn more about IUIPE, you can do so by visiting their website at ipe.iu.edu. You can also follow them on social media at IPECTR on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. As always, we are produced by the man alex buchanan and hosted by me dave plow thank you for listening and we will catch you on the next episode